When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Awesomes. Welcome back to another episode in our Extra Awesome series. I'm Meg Teets, and from time to time, we take a break from our regular Friday Sorta Awesome schedule to talk to awesome people who are doing amazing things in the world. Today, we're going to chat with an awesome who knows how to take the plunge into living a creative life, even while living a busy life at home. Her name is Katie Broussard, and I can't wait for you to hear her inspiring story in just a few minutes. But first, just a reminder that we have created a special hashtag for you to use this year to celebrate all the awesome that you guys are up to in your lives. On Instagram, use the hashtag AwesomesKnowHow so we can see all that you're doing this year, the year that we're celebrating Awesomes Know How, and we will share some of your accomplishments on the show's Instagram account at Sorta Awesome Show. So once again, that hashtag is AwesomesKnowHow. Okay, I'm so excited for you all to meet Katie. Her story really stood out to me because I am a person who found that my need to live a creative life really intensified once I became a parent. I've lived that out in various ways through the years, sometimes through developing creative activities for my kids to do at home, sometimes through writing, and of course, for the past four years through creating Sorta Awesome. Katie Broussard is an artist, a children's book illustrator, and a mom. She illustrated the children's book, Audacious Ignatius, written by her brother. And Katie is passionate about encouraging busy parents in their creative pursuits. She loves bringing to life stories that are meaningful and delightful for both kids and adults. So hello, Katie, and welcome to Sorta Awesome. Hi, Meg. Thanks for having me on the show. I am so excited to hear your story. I'm so intrigued about how all of this came to be, but I have to say thank you for sending us a copy of Audacious Ignatius. It is so fun. You guys did a fantastic job on this. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to hear that you like it. We really do. It really, it tells the story of St. Ignatius in a way that really explains his life, his motivation, how he came up with what we now know as Ignatian spirituality and all of these things, like really kind of abstract concepts make it, and it makes it really concrete for kids. And I don't know, you just, you guys just did a really fantastic job. It's so fun. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was really our goal. So I'm so happy to hear that that you found that. And um, it was really neat to hear you share about your family um, learning about the saints. Yeah, yeah. We're a big saints family around here for sure. Um, they, the stories of the saints play a big part of our family life in our at like kitchen table conversation, honestly. So <laughs> this book oh, was totally wonderful. right up our alley for sure. That's great. 
Um, so I wanted to start with when you reached out to us, you know, we're collecting stories from all of our awesomes this year. We've invited you all to send us your ideas either for yourself, a story that you have to share, or maybe make recommendations of other people who know how to do things in life. Um, and we're collecting those at team at sort of awesome show.com in case you are, have been meaning to email us, please do it. Go ahead and send in those emails because like Katie did. And one thing that really stood out to me is that you said in your email that you have spent the last two years learning about art and illustration. And that that is really what kind of set your feet on the path of this journey to now you're a real children's book illustrator. So I would love for you to kind of start there. Like, did you have a background in art and illustration before this or what kind of gave you the bug to learn more about it? Yeah. So I, uh, my background is as a high school science teacher. Okay. So I do not have a background in art, except that I enjoy it. And it was a hobby of mine. Um, But not something that I was spending very much time on uh, since having kids. Um, I had started a few years ago, um, once we had our second boy, to step away from the classroom. Um, And I was home with the kids. And um, when I started on this journey, really, I was in a place of feeling pretty uncreative and kind of stuck and... So our, our little guy was kind of getting a little older and I was starting to kind of realize that I needed to make some time for myself. Um, but I was having trouble making that time and um, even just honestly figuring out what I wanted to do with my time <laughs> when I did have time for myself. You know what I mean? That is such a... It's such an important message that I think we we give to each other as you know people who are parents is like, you've got to make time for yourself find a hobby, find something that really speaks to your soul. And that is such good and important advice. But sometimes you're like, okay, but like literally what? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Sometimes I would carve out a few hours for myself and then I would panic because I was like, but I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I relate to that so much. Oh my gosh. Well, that is great to hear. Um, And honestly, something that really helped me um, was I read the book, The Fringe Hours. Oh, yes. By by our friend of the show. Yes, Jessica Turner. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I think I might have found out about it through this show, um, which would be amazing. But, oh, my gosh, that book helped me so much. And I was just starting to pay attention to, in my everyday life, where am I finding joy? Mm-hmm. And I realized that um, when I was drawing and painting with my kids, which was really the only creative time that, um, that I had at that point, that I was really enjoying that. And yeah. they would kind of be on to the next thing and they would be, you know, playing with their Legos. And I would still be sitting there at the kitchen table like, all right, well, I'm just going to, you know, finish painting this giraffe and, you know, I'll be there in a little while. <laughs> right. Um, and I just loved it. So I was like, okay, that's my thing. I am going to take a painting class and kind of explore this a little bit more. So fun. So did you like find a, like a local class, a class that was local to you then to, to learn a little bit more about, you know, like, okay, I want to be a painter. Like, where did you find a class? I did. Yeah. So I looked on Yelp and I found an art studio nearby. 
Um, And so I registered uh, for a watercolor class and it was so much fun. Um, I literally showed up on the first day with my kids' Crayola watercolor set. Yes. <laughs> and the teacher was like, okay, um, here's what you need to get. And I, you know, he got me set up with all of my like real supplies. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, but it was just so fun to go to the class. Um, and I started making some time every day after the kids were in bed to paint on my own. And it was just super life giving. Um, I was feeling better and feeling more like myself, and I started taking more classes. Um, I registered for a certificate program um, at a at a art school nearby wow. um, that has a certificate program in uh, studio art and design. Um, okay. so I'm still still working on that program and learning a lot. It was kind of when I was in that place of uh, taking these classes and discovering that I was really into art, that my brother um, called me up and he said, hey, I wrote a children's book and I know that you are taking some art classes. Um, Do you want to illustrate my book? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. I love this so much because I will tell you what, I don't know about the other awesomes who are parents who are listening, or if you are, you know, if you interact with kids at all, either maybe like as a Sunday school teacher at church or nieces and nephews, whatever. I know so many times when I was reading books to my kids, I would be like, I love these books. I wonder if I could write a book. And of course, it never really went beyond, huh, I wonder. Totally. <laughs> but there are so many good ideas out there, I think, of people that yeah. you know, have a, totally. have a children's book idea. Yeah. So your brother actually was like, so he just went ahead and wrote the book. And then he was like, I, and now it needs to come to life with pictures and illustrations. I think it is so fantastic that, you know, a lot of times, we have, whether it is about children's books or whatever, the thing is we have that little like question mark of curiosity of like, I wonder if I could do that. But then being able to, to like sort of follow that question mark and take the next few steps to see that takes a lot of courage to actually put some, you know, put some action to those thoughts. So I love that both of you happen to be working on this at the same time. And it came together like this. Yeah, we have been talking about doing this since we were kids. So probably for over 20 years, we've been (laughs) talking about making a children's book together. And my brother was also home with his kids, uh, or still is. And so we sort of, you know, had the time and the idea just was really exciting to us. And like you said, it was scary, but we just kind of kept doing the next step and the next step and it kind of came together. So. Okay. So tell us what happened after that. So he called and said, I have a book and you're like, okay, I'm going to try to illustrate it. Then what happened next to actually, this is, I think the, the biggest thing that most people would have questions about is like, what do you do next? If you, if you have this idea and you see it coming together, what were your actual next steps forward? So we did a lot of research about book publishing and it turns out that most publishers don't really want an author and illustrator team to come to them with a story and say, okay, we've got our story and we've got the illustrations. Would you like to publish this? Um, most publishers 
would like to match a writer up with one of their own illustrators that they've worked with before. Interesting. I did not know that at all. Yeah, and neither did we. So we were a little disappointed by that because we were like, oh man, we really wanted to work together. <laughs> so we figured out um, that self-publishing was an option. And okay. so we decided, you know what, let's just totally make this project our own and do everything ourselves. And that way we can work together on this project. So we just sort of looked into, you know, what are what are the different steps that we need to take? And so I uh, watched some YouTube videos about uh, making a storyboard of the book. So kind of sketching out, you know, here's the number of pages that we want. We want 32 pages. What words are we going to put on each page? What pictures are going to go along with those words? How do we want the story to flow? Um, how can we kind of maximize the drama of like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen when you turn the page? Um, just sort yeah. of planning out all of those things. Um, that's and, amazing that you can, like YouTube, there's, it, it can teach you anything you need to know. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I'm so thankful for all of the things that we learned from YouTube during this process. <laughs> I mean, seriously, when people ask me like, how did you, like when you started the podcast, how did you know how to edit? Because I didn't know a single thing about audio. And I was like, um, YouTube? <laughs> That's so funny, right? Like when you have a question, it's amazing. So many other people have had the same question and have Googled it. Yes. And <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so you you just you kind of basically worked your way through the process step by step from idea to yeah, figuring out how to to put together a storyboard and like step by step like okay, what's the next thing and you just solved each problem as it came along it kind of sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. So after we storyboarded, I started painting the actual like watercolor paintings of the uh, book. And, uh, you know, I have to have to be honest and say that uh, we, you know, we totally took it step by step and figured it out. But there were some steps that were just really scary. And after I painted the first picture for the book, um, it's a picture that's on the second page. There's like three different panels Uh on the second page. And I painted one of the panels on the second page of St. Ignatius uh, sitting on his horse And it took me like a week to paint that one little picture. And I loved it. I was so happy with that picture. And so you would think that that would be a good thing, right? But I totally freaked out. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to paint another good picture again. (laughs) That was it. Like, I, uh, that's going to be the only good picture in the whole book. Like, I really, it really scared me. Like you were like, I've peaked. I peaked with like the yes. second picture in this book and it's the rest of it's going to be awful. <laughs> I really, it sounds so silly, but like it was, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was really scary to me in that moment. And yeah. I didn't want to like, like I couldn't get myself to sit down and paint more pictures because yeah. I was like, they're going to be bad. No, nothing can be like that one picture that I did. <laughs> So I just, it sounds so ridiculous, but I just have to say it in case there's somebody else that is struggling with this. Like, yes. it can be really, painting can be really scary. You know, if you're teaching yourself along the way, if you don't have an education in whatever endeavor you're trying to learn more about, I definitely, I so relate with that fear of like, okay, this is like, I can't even believe I made it this far and this is so good. There's no way I can grow beyond this. I think that's a very common thing. It's like um, like almost our some part of our brain 
really does take over and, and tries to be like, nope, that's it. Shut it down. It's too scary to go beyond this. Yes. So, like I the resistance, it. like in yes. War of Art. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yes. I totally believe in the resistance. Like yes. it is, it's a real thing. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. So, uh, yeah, so I was experiencing this resistance. Um, and the way I got through it was I just told myself like, you know what, just paint one painting a day. Yeah. Like, don't stress about it. Just like do one a day. And if it's terrible, you only spent one day on it and you can do another one tomorrow. Like, that's good. Don't that's worry. Really good. Yeah. And so that totally got me through it. And I do have to say the next couple of paintings were kind of bad, um, <laughs> but I was doing one every day. And so just by sheer volume of paintings, there were a couple of good ones. <laughs> yeah. um, and I learned, you know, like you say, I learned a lot just through the process and figured out, you know, how to kind of fine tune my um, painting skills a little more and finally um, ended up with a big stack of paintings that we wanted to include in the book. And so we figured out how to scan those and put them in some layout software and get everything into one big PDF file. And the one thing that we could not do on our own was print the book. So we did find a printer with a printing press <laughs> um, that's based here in Chicago. Um, and they printed the book. We launched a Kickstarter campaign. Um, we had never done Kickstarter before, but that was another thing that um, mostly my brother figured out how to make a great Kickstarter page for us and make a little video. And that was a big experiment for us was like, all right, well, we're setting a goal that seems super unattainable, but let's just see, you know, if we were able to reach our goal, we raised almost twice our goal. That's amazing. That's <laughs> yeah. so great. We were so shocked. And that was really an indication to us of like, okay, like there's something going on here. Like people are excited yeah. about this. Like we need to keep going. We're, it's not just in our heads anymore. Like this is, we're putting right. it out there and um, people are interested so um, one of the things we said in our campaign was, is that we would really like to do a series of books about the saints and wow. start a publishing company called Corday Press. So that was sort of our sign of like, all right, well, let's, you know, let's get started and uh, keep going with this. And we received the books um, around Thanksgiving and have been selling them on our website and it's been super exciting to share it. I just did my first school visit at my school, and uh, we're going to do a little book launch on March on March fifth um, on Mardi Gras. So, um, oh, yeah. fun! That's such a great idea. <laughs> Thank you. That's so great. I love that you all had the vision not only to be like, okay, we want to tell Saint Ignatius's story, but also then to think about, okay, what could this actually, what, what could this look like big picture in the future? And really developed that as you were even still working on developing your first thing. Again, I think that's such an act of like courage and faith to say, it, maybe it's not just one book, maybe it's more and to move forward with that. And then you all built a whole like company around the idea, which is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. Um, I know that one of the things that you are really passionate about, and I'm sure that this passion has grown so much as you've gone through the process of teaching yourself not only art, but then teaching yourself the book and 
um, sort of the business side of, of books and publishing. I know that something that you're passionate about is encouraging other parents to really tap into the creative sides of themselves. And sometimes I do think that we, when we talk about creativity, we might think about art or writing or those types of things, but really creativity can be a whole gamut of ways of expressing, um, bringing something to life in our lives. So I wondered if you could just share a little bit more about that, kind of what your heart and message is for parents who are listening right now. Yeah. So, um, I think that one of the hurdles that I had to overcome when I was uh, starting to find my own creative practice was just feeling a little bit guilty Oh, about like, this is something that's just for me and, or it felt like it was just for me, you know, and uh, I felt bad spending time and money on something that didn't really feel like it was useful for anyone or helpful for my family. I just, I felt like I had trouble justifying it, if that makes sense. Yes. I kind of had to just push through that and be like, well, I really want to do this. And if I am a happier person, then that will be good for my family. Um, But it's been really interesting to see how excited my kids have gotten about me painting and about the book. So even though it felt like initially that it was just for me. It's cool to see them, you know, kind of watching me paint and saying like, oh, that's cool. Or, you know, getting really excited about the book and helping me pack up boxes when we're, you know, shipping out books to people and things like that. Because it's something that I love and I'm a part of this family, you know, it's sort of been something that's also been enriching for our family. So I think that's that's something to keep in mind if you're, you know, struggling with that like I was. I think that it's, you know, it, it can end up being being good for everybody for sure. I think the, that idea of just sort of inviting your kids in to the process is a good way if you are struggling with some of that guilt, which heaven knows we can find anything to be guilty about oh it gosh, like so in the realm of parenting. Um, <laughs> but if, the, if that guilt is popping up because you are doing something to take care of and nurture a side of yourself, a creative side of yourself, that maybe a good thing to do to push back against that guilt is to invite your kids in. So it doesn't feel like, um, well, I'm totally excluding them in this, you know, help them to be part of the process or even just let them see your genuine enthusiasm for what you're doing and what you're creating. I have to think that that's so important for our kids to see. I, yes, totally agree. And they get it. Like they paint and draw every day, you know? And so when they see you doing that too, then they're like, oh yeah, I get that. Like, I like, I like how you use that blue. That's cool. (laughs) It's, It's sort of something that you can share. So I would say, um, just to pay attention to what it is that's interesting to you um, and what's sort of capturing your attention. If you, you know, every time you drive by the ceramic studio, if you're like, oh, I really just want to learn how to, you know, do ceramics or something like, check it out, like, go for it, see what happens. And even if you don't love that, like it might lead to something else that you're really excited about. 
um, that could be really life-giving. Just following the those little, like I said, those like sort of question marks of curiosity, just following and seeing what happens. Like what if you actually showed up for a class? And I think it's so important too, to give yourself permission to be a beginner. Like I absolutely love that you showed up for your first watercolor class with Kayla <laughs> Watercolors. Like you didn't know, like you just brought some watercolors. And I think that is so fantastic because I know for certain personalities, myself included, like, I feel like I have to already know how to do the thing, even if I'm at the beginning of the thing. Yes. And exactly. that really causes us to not pursue because we're like, oh, I can't do that right. So I'm not going to do it at all. Absolutely. So, yeah. And just being aware of what, like, if you want to do it, but you're having trouble getting started, just thinking about like, what is the obstacle? You know, like, is it yes. for me for a while, it was an issue of space. Of like, I would set everything up on the kitchen table and then I would have to clean it up and then I would have to set it up and then I would have to clean it up. So just finding like a separate place where I could always leave my stuff out, you know, or is it the issue of supplies? Like with me, um, I didn't have the stuff that I needed and I was having trouble just sort of uh, figuring out what to order, you know, if that's the issue, just the fear, you know, I, um, there's this quote from Seth Godin that I really like. He says, Art is anything that leads to a connection and uh, it might not work. Right. Which is like, a super, yeah. I, and he's, I'm totally botching the quote, but like, it's a super broad definition of what art is, but like, it might, it might not work. It might fail. And so that's kind of scary, but when it does work, it's so, it makes it so worth it, you know, and it's just really exciting. So and I think, you know, whatever creative pursuit maybe is coming to mind for you awesomes who are listening, just, yeah, there's so, I, we keep saying this, but there is so much power in just giving yourself the freedom to be like, I might totally mess this up. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to try it anyway. Yes. There's an artist um, who, I think it might be Walt Stanchfield, who says um, everybody has 10,000 bad drawings in them and you just have to try to get them out as fast as you can so that you can get to the good ones. Yes. Yes. I always think that when I'm sitting down and I'm like putting too much pressure on myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get out one of those 10,000 bad drawings and, uh, you know, it's set kind of low expectations. And then sometimes it turns out great. And that's awesome. (laughs) That's so true. Um, Anne Lamott has a similar idea in her writing book, Bird by Bird. And she talks a lot about the crappy first draft. Yes. I I read that like in my freshman composition class when I was an English major, I read that and it was literally life-changing to be like, you know what? The first draft is going to be total trash, but I just got to get it down on paper. So I have something to work with. Yes. If you don't get that crappy first draft down, then nothing else can happen. Yes. It's so true. It's so true. And again, we're talking kind of about art and writing here, but this applies in so many different expressions of creativity to just give yourself permission to get out what's in you. And then you have something to work with instead of letting it just be an idea or a question mark in your mind for years and years. Totally. So fun. Okay, Katie, I want you to share with everybody where we can go and find Audacious Ignatius. And then like, do you all have a way that we can, you said this is going to be part of a series. How can we stay connected with you as you have upcoming books coming out? So Audacious Ignatius is available on our website, which is cordaypress.com. 
C-O-R-D-E. And we are working on another book right now. So there'll be um, another one this year. We have a Instagram account for Audacious Ignatius, um, at Audacious Ignatius. So he uh, you know, has updates about uh, the book launch and uh, different things about the book. And there'll be more information about the new book on the Corday Press website. Awesome. That is so exciting. I'm really excited to hear what's coming up next. I'm so thankful that you guys are doing this. Um, as new Catholics, we're like new to this whole realm of learning about the saints and their lives. And I found that, you know, just like all children's books, some of them are really big hits and yeah. some of them are kind of misses. <laughs> so I'm so glad you all are doing this because it's such a fun um, way. And you're, I mean, let me just make it clear. Your illustrations are so beautiful and so fun. I was looking as you were talking about, I was looking at the one that you were like, <laughs> okay, this is it. This is the best I'm going to do. And it is really, it's really cool and fun. But then I was flipping through the rest of the pages. Like, no, these are all really amazing. <laughs> it really does truly bring the story of St. Ignatius to life and makes him so much more of an understandable person. And, um, yeah, you guys did a fantastic job on this one. So I can't wait to see. Thank what you. Well, when we when we were working on it, I was just sort of in a place of feeling like there are just not enough hours in the day for all of the things that I want to make time for in my life. I, I mean, I'm still in that place. I think probably I'll always be there. <laughs> But when I was working on the book, I was kind of sharing it with my kids throughout the process, even when we were really in the early stages. And I, you know, was just thinking about how I want to make time for art and I want to make time for my kids and I want to make time for my friends and, you know, all, all of these different things. And I realized as I was reading the book to them that as I'm reading to my kids, which is like time that I already have blocked off in my day, it's kind of like I'm praying, like this is a prayer and like this is making me feel more connected. And I have these like beautiful words in my head now and these rhymes and yeah, it was just a, um, a very prayerful and joyful experience, even just to read the book. So that made me, that was sort of my vision for this series is just, you know, this is a way that you can read to your kids and it's enriching for you and it's enriching for them. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just good for everybody. <laughs> Definitely. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming and telling your story again, this whole year on sort of awesome. We are really spotlighting the fact that awesomes know how I think your story is the perfect example of not even knowing exactly how, but having that idea and having that, um, that just little spark of something like, what if we did this? What if I did this? And following it through, it's just, it's a perfect example of what that can look like really lived out. So thank you so much for taking the time thank and, you, Meg. and telling your story to us. So if you would like to follow up with me or just find me to talk about any kind of creative endeavor or just whatever, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. Like I said, at the top of the show, we are over on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show. You can find us on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod or on Facebook anytime at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. You guys, thanks so much for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.